You're listening to the Winbuild Send Podcast, a podcast focused on evangelism, discipleship, and multiplication. I'm your host, Gabriel Menchaca. Thanks for listening. Play this record as frequently as possible. Okay, this is Gabriel Menchaca. I'm here in uh, Sofia, Bulgaria, sitting outside around cigarette smoke and <laughs> um, coffee and water on Vitosha Boulevard with a bunch of people walking by. And I'm sitting here with Hannah Lise. So why don't you go ahead and say hi and just introduce yourself a bit, some of your background. Hello, everyone. Greetings from Sofia. I am Hannah. I'm originally from Estonia. But here I am in Sofia and calling this town as my home since August 2016. So it's over a year now? Over a year. uh, I came here exactly almost a year ago with one-way tickets and my two suitcases and and promise of God in my pocket that he's going to make a way. And And you had all the money you needed and everything, right? I I wish, I wish. I just had enough to get a month or two by. Okay. But I had a promise from God from years ago that this is going to be my home. This is a country that I haven't had a long connection, but in the last seven years I've been visiting it three times. And the last time I was here, 2014, I was driving back from Black Sea to Sofia and I was looking mountains and I heard God speaking to me. I was just a visitor, just seeing my friends, hanging out on the beach. Yeah, so you knew people here already. I knew people here, yes. And I'm driving back looking at the beautiful mountains and I hear God saying, this is going to be your home one day. And I go, what? all right, you know, I I love California. I yeah, where Estonian. did you want to go originally? <laughs> I want to go to California, but <laughs> Jesus, what's up with uh, what's up with this country? And uh, somehow this love for these red roofs and dusty roads just grew in my heart. <coughs> and I said, okay, God, I have no clue what you want to do here with me. If you if you want me to live here, you gotta make a way. And I just left that thought you know in the back of my head yeah but this incredible love for this country just started to grow in my heart i would i would pick up the language whenever i'm visiting here it's a it's a hard language it's slavic you know it's not even close to estonian language and very different culture but i started to love this 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 different culture I started to love these people and I would always talk about Bulgaria to my friends and to my family uh, until a year and a half ago the Lord showed a dream in this dream I was giving up everything the next step was Bulgaria yeah. and I knew said okay Lord I, I told him again if you want me to go you need to make a way. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to strive. I'm not going to go online and start looking for jobs. I know that you have a specific plan. And so I was working for an international school and one of my students was going to move to Bulgaria and that was the sign. I just needed to, like a Open confirmation. Yeah. 
like okay that that does not happen often that someone from Estonian international school is going to move to Bulgaria with his family and I did not have any any word from God like go do this I just felt all right this is the open door and just in faith I bought one-way ticket to to Sofia a few months later and so and then from there um was there any sort of leadership or any sort of confirmation that you got like or was this just all like Hanalees and your prayer and your Bible and that's it? Yes, there were leaders that I I talk it through and I pray it through. Okay. But mostly it came from you know from <coughs> God to me like do it. And of course I don't wanna do things out of out of my own will and I, I prayed it through and I asked my leaders like okay this yeah. is this is what's on my heart what do you feel like, is this the right thing or am I totally messing up and just following my emotions what they say but I, I felt <laughs> confirmed you know I, okay. I hear it confirmed from them and I made the step and what about your family what did your family say they haven't been supporting since the beginning since really? I okay. had this this idea uh, they have been supporting, but they've always, as parents, they've all, always had these uh, questions like, oh, you're going to move to a little bit more poorer country. How are you going to survive? You know, That was my mother's concern because she doesn't want me to yeah. to suffer. And, and so, and I, ha I felt this fear coming. Okay, this is a poorer country. What, if I'm, what am I going to do there? Yeah. Am I going to live on the streets, but I said, okay, I just put it on the side and said, Lord, you always have provided for me for every step, and I knew you're going to provide this time as well. So I packed up my bag, came to Sofia, and I did not have a home, and I did not have a job. I just had this promise from God, he's going to make a way. But you had friends. I had friends okay, who did so. not leave me, left me homeless, yeah, you know, okay. I, I got to stay with them. <laughs> you weren't staying on the streets. Yes, I got to stay with them. Meanwhile, I found a job. Mm -hmm. And uh, seven months later, I found an apartment. Yeah, seven months. So it took <laughs> you seven months. months to find or get a contract for an apartment. Exactly. Seven was it, now, was that because um, there weren't apartments available or you just felt like, I think God has a specific place for me? Yeah, I saw many apartments. I worked with many agents, but every apartment when I would walk in, I did not felt that this is my, the home for me. I would okay. walk in and I feel no. And I could just walk away right there. And I I was confused and I was I was kind of worried like where is God? Where is my home? And he wasn't saying anything to me. Yeah. He just kind of said, "No, no, no." And and like this 7 months until I walk into the apartment, as soon as the door opened, I said, yes, that is my home. This is exactly the things I've been praying for, the things that God promised for me to have here. And, and it was... You were praying for an indoor pool, a jacuzzi, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Not really. I was... <laughs> I, what I was praying for it was a big living room table. Yeah. And a place where people can gather, a place where it feels like home. And this was exactly home yeah it had the home feeling you know and I think like a place where you could have people over exactly and just like number one fellowship yes share the gospel yes. from yeah yeah that's cool exactly. um, okay so then you get here seven months later you get the apartment uh, 
how difficult was that time in between the seven months like was it like easy transitioning from Estonia to Bulgaria or was it like man like this is hard <laughs> it was very difficult just coming from 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 Estonia all by myself with my two suitcases and imagine not having home for seven months so I had seven different apartment or you know places to live in these seven months yeah. you know I would live in my friend's couch for two nights I would pack it up again and I moved to someone else's house for a month or two weeks and <coughs> meanwhile I, I have to keep looking for apartments or the next place where I'm staying so there were moments where I was like man I'm packing it up I'm going back to Estonia this is too hard yeah. but I had an amazing job you know, at the international school, what kept me going, like, okay, if God provided me an incredible job, he's going to provide me home. Yeah. And I just, I just kept believing and I just kept declaring, I'm going to find a home. I'm going to find a home. How long have you been in your apartment now? Since April. Since April. Okay. So it's not that long. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. What about um, coming from Estonia, what is the biggest culture shock you felt? in Bulgaria? I would say I thought they're very open people in general it's a southern culture but actually they are more energetic mm -hmm. but they also have these walls up that we see in, okay. in, in, in the north so it's not very easy to get behind those walls okay. so basically it's it's almost a facade of friendliness. Yes. But it's still like they still block you off. Yes. <laughs> okay. So that was a big culture shock for you. What about food? You miss you miss uh, kohupim? I do. <laughs> they have it here, but it's not the same. And uh, and sour cream is different. Yeah. And black bread. I'm a real Estonian when it comes to black bread. Oh yeah. yeah you yeah. can get it from Russian stores, but this is not it. Yeah. But other than that, I'm not typical Estonian. I can eat, you know, food from many different cultures. So I find my way, and I can't complain. The weather is nice. Mm -hmm. I would also say one of the biggest culture shock was very cold winter. I escaped really? the cold weather and came here to Bulgaria because you know Estonia is well known for yeah. for for being almost like Alaska. And then I ended up having minus 20 degrees Celsius. In Sofia. Yes, and a lot of snow, which we did not have in Estonia in the same year. Yeah, it's been warm. It's yes. Been warm. <laughs> so that was a culture shock. I was like, yes, I'm, I'm gone from the snow, but <laughs> then the, the snow followed me. And, and that was difficult. Okay. Yeah. Did it, okay, so what about uh, emotionally, psychologically, did, were these like hard struggles for you being away from your friends and family from Estonia or were you able to kind of just come here and kind of just connect with new people? I was able to connect with people but I certainly did not feel home. Okay. I would say until I found my my apartment where I, you know, I signed my contract. That Then when I started to feel like, okay, I don't have to walk around with my suitcases and boxes. I have a place where I can call home. I can place where I can sit and pray and worship and declare God's presence to yeah. to just dwell and uh, it was hard to find real like very close heart-to-heart -heart friends you, do you mean like Christian friends yes. or just friends period yes I I struggled to find really good Christian connections I had few friends but that was it and I didn't I was trying to find them but it didn't happen organically 
So what happened, I started to get have more friends from the <coughs> world, you know, okay. somebody I met from a dance class or somebody I met from the bar. And I started to make more connections in non-Christian worlds. Mm -hmm. And it was one friend after another, after another. And at one point I was like, oh my goodness, I have only few Christian friends and that that's it I haven't I don't meet them anywhere and so are these like Bulgarian friends or these are Bulgarians and foreigners, and foreigners. a lot of foreigners, a lot of foreigners okay. <laughs> yes and I one point I found myself in the Brazilian community here in uh, Bulgaria which I never saw coming I thought yeah. I'm, I'm coming to Bulgaria and I'm going to meet Bulgarians and you know minister among them but no God had a way different plan than I was expecting. And then you found yourself saying obrigado and, oh, and si. eating brigadero. Brigadero, si. I even say obrigado to to ca coffee shop and restaurants here because it comes more naturally. Okay. And uh, it's been an interesting journey. I thought, you know, okay, I come from a different country. First of all, I'm going to find a church. I'm going to find Christian circle. And then I'm going to start doing ministry or something what the Lord wants. But I ended up having non-Christian friends from different backgrounds, you know, hanging out with them in bars, meeting people in bars. And one moment I found myself sitting at home and asking, God, why? Mm -hmm. Where where are the, where am I, you know, I come from Christian bubble. Where where's my bubble here? And what, I was sad. What about like did you did you hang out in bars in Talon? No. No, so, <laughs> I hang out in church. <laughs> you just just church, so you didn't mostly. You didn't, you yes, didn't talk to you didn't go I, to bars or. I I would go sometimes, but it was mostly my Christian circle. It was comfortable, you know. It was safe. I did not have to go to bars because my Christian friends wouldn't, wouldn't go there. So we yeah. would hang out, you know, in coffee shops or someone's house. But you know, it's not really common in Estonian my Christian friends to go and hang out at bars. Yeah. But here, as I didn't have those friends, if you hang out with non-Christians, where do you go? You go and hang out in bars. You go and hang out friends' houses as well, but it's different atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And But my spirit was kind of craving this, you know, fellowship. And I was asking, God, why? Why don't you, why haven't you opened those doors for me to have more spiritual friends? And then, then I heard God saying something, what I was not expecting. He said... If you would be in the bubble, you wouldn't reach the people you want me. To, I, I want you to reach, mm -hmm. and that that's a kind of strike me in a way that if we if we are safe in our comfort zone, there's no need to reach out. You know, I would just hang out with my friends, and there's no need to go and meet new people. But because I didn't have friends, I had to kind of make new friends and get yeah. to know people and that opened a new door to minister to and, and i think too like that's a good segue into the idea of evangelism yes um the so then you you're not necessarily going to hang out at bars to hang out at bars you're going there because this is the the community you kind of like got connected with and that's where they hang out yeah so it wasn't like you went there and then like developed friends it was like you you met some people and because they're not Christians, that's that's their kind of like, um, that's their comfort zone. That's their place. <laughs> yes. I believe you have to meet people where they're at. 
okay. and we can't expect them to come where I'm at, you know. So if I want to meet them, I go where they go. Yeah. And kind of break their religious mindset. Okay, so do you have any boundaries as to think uh, places you won't go? Uh, for example, um, a strip club. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, but do you know what I mean? Like, if we're talking about evangelism and we're saying, like, you got to go where they are, well, there's plenty of unsaved people in certain places that I would never go into. So do you have those, like, boundaries and standards? And yeah, I do. And I usually pray through, like, even okay. the friends that I meet and... Um, and I ask God, okay, is this is this good to go? Yeah. And of course, strip clubs and gay bars. These are the things that I don't feel myself comfortable. Okay. And uh, I keep away from these kind of places. But for me, here in Sofia, bars are great places to have conversations with. Okay. And I'm, I don't look like Bulgarian. Coming from Estonian, blue eyes, blonde hair, it it sticks out from the crowd so people are drawn to it they're like okay usually Nordic people don't want to come and you know it's not common for Nordic people to come and move to Bulgaria and they ask me what's your story what brought you here and I love that question that's my yeah. favorite question <coughs> and I ask them do you really want to know the story and if they go yes I tell them you know like I'm a believer I love Jesus and God God is the one who brought me here and, and here I am sitting in the bar and telling my story, which they do not expect the Christian to yeah. <laughs> hang like, out what and the sit heck? <laughs> and preach to them yeah. or prophesy to them and share, share God's heart. And that breaks those religious mindset that, you know, that Christians, we need to, we, we are close people who hang out in our circle, circles and, and we hate sinners. I love sinners. You know, God loves them. Jesus was hanging out with them. And uh, if I don't meet them where they are, how, how are they going to know about Jesus? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? What about, so are there any areas of accountability? Like, for example, um, we are in the world, not of it. So that's understood. But how do you hold yourself accountable to that standard? Do you have somebody that you're talking to that, that says like, hey man, are you sure that's a good idea? Yes. I have a spiritual mother. She's not from Bulgaria, she's from another country, and we talk. Okay. Whenever I, I do some decisions or I'm, I'm going through something, I always check up with her and say, hey, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm going, for, going through. How am, what do you see? Like, how do you see I'm doing? Yeah. Is it the right way? You know, because I believe we need to have spiritual mothers and fathers like we need parents yeah yeah who, who look after us who who guide us who tell us their opinion what's what's right and what's wrong and we we of course we make the the, the last decision but we have we have someone older more experienced and wiser so I think it's very, very important to have and these people in, in your lives, whether we live in our own country or we live somewhere else. You, like, I like to, you always need the people who speak the truth, even yes. when you don't want to hear it. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. So, because so your then, friends usually, if your friend, your friends usually wanna, don't want to be that honest with you, you know? Do you mean like I'm Christian saying, friends? Like the, the yes. ones you would, you would hope to be more spiritually challenging, sometimes they're just not? Yes. Yeah. And the, 
the older you are, the wiser you are. And so they've gone through similar things yeah. throughout their lives. And they're like, okay, I went through this situation that might happen next. So they kind of like give you an idea of what you're going through. Yeah, they help you navigate. Yes, yeah. navigate and process. So then, uh, okay, so that's like your idea of evangelism. You want to go where people are. Um, with that being said, did you feel like um, in Estonia, what was your idea of evangelism there? There, I did more of street ministry with my church. We, we went out to the streets, mm -hmm. not bars like we did he, I do here, mm -hmm. but we went on the streets and just talked to people okay. and prayed for people on the street and uh, shared the gospel like that. So sick people, hey, let's go up, let's pray for them. Let God a prophetic word, hey, let's speak life over them. So that was the kind of ministry I did back in Estonia. Okay. Okay, so uh, in, on this podcast, Wind Build Sin um, podcast, it's about evangelism, discipleship, multiplication. Uh, so the other area that we, we talked about was evangelism. So one, the next thing is, is discipleship. So what are your thoughts on discipleship? I think discipleship should have three aspects. One is that we teach them the words, mm -hmm. the bread of life. We teach them to read the Bible and and build the life around it. And we teach them about spirit and uh, how to how to connect with God, how to rely on Him, and also how to rely on God Himself, not on our faith, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that they would learn to hear God for their own. Yeah. Because it's really easy that we teach them to to kind of get fed from us, but our job as as a leader is to guide them, you know, to help them to grow. Yeah. Not pull them, we push them. Yeah. And and I think one of the um, I guess additional thoughts would be like leadership is not about control, it's about confirmation. Yes. So so when you go to a leader, you're not you're not looking to say like like hey, what do I do? You're looking to say, hey man, this is what I think God is saying. What do you think? You know. So and then, like I said, it comes back to the idea of navigation. Um, so discipleship. That's your view of it. Now, do you did you did you have any um, uh, what we would call discipleship elements in Estonia? Were you were you discipling somebody? Were you being discipled actively in Estonia? To be honest. While I was in Estonia, I was not really discipling uh, anyone. When I lived two years in America, where I was doing a ministry school, and that was the time when I was doing youth ministry. I had girls group that I was discipling and teaching and and leading. Okay. But when I came to Estonia, I was in a different circle and, and doing other things, and I felt it was lacking in my life. Maybe it was a lack of courage to go out and, and pick those people and feel like okay these are these are the, the ones I should okay. help to grow and it kind of bothered me but I was like all right if this is not happening here let's see if it's happening in another place in another chapter in my life because there's seasons for everything but I believe that there's always room to disciple someone yeah actually some people would I've heard them even argue the thought that if you're not discipling where you're at you won't disciple where you go so I mean it's a what I'm not saying I disagree with you what I'm saying is that I think that 
in the area of seasonal uh, moments of our life. There are moments when we're like, we're just not discipling anybody. Number one, because it's maybe not obvious to us that we're doing it. Um, number two, it's also that we're so comfortable that we don't really know how to break out of that routine. I was, I feel like I was in a comfort zone. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was in a bubble. It was safe. It was nice. And there was no need to do that. Okay. So then, so then you come to Bulgaria and um, do you feel like God brought any people around you that you, you know that like I'm imparting into them. Like I'm not their pastor, but I'm like, I'm imparting this, the things of the spirit, like the word into their lives. Yes. I feel this is... This is my ministry ground from, from day one. And all these people that I know, they they have not grown up in church, most likely, you know, they, yeah. or, or the atheist, or they don't have any experience with Jesus. Yeah, they're they, unchurched. Yeah, and or they, what church is from them is an organization where you right. give money, who takes your money, yeah. and uh, that's it, yeah. most likely. And here I am, coming from, you know, charismatic background. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to just tell, show them the other side of Christianity that, okay, for me, being Christian means that I have a relationship with Jesus and relationship with the Father and that He's real and raw and He loves them. Yeah. And uh, showing that for me, being Christian doesn't mean that I go to church on Christmas and Easter. That's my lifestyle it's my lifestyle that even i i preach in a bar because i don't have to wait until sunday friday night is also you know it's yeah. also a church day every day is church you just you do it wherever you go yeah and those and those elements of, of uh, discipleship um if when you read scripture you find jesus went to where these guys were and and basically just challenged them out of what they were doing like and and pulled them in a sense out yeah um, but so so you see that happening here um is there, is there a good response i know it's been a short time probably since uh, you've really connected with some of these people but is there a good response do you feel like man like i think god is really doing something yeah. one thing that the lord put from my heart from the beginning is to have a home ministry a safe home where people will open up yeah and so I once I got my apartment I started to pray I started to declare God's presence that this is a place where there's freedom freedom to open up and share about their life mm -hmm. and so I've had friends coming to my house and say man I feel there's something different yeah. you know, there's there's a lot of peace and and they they leave my house and say wow I feel so different after after leaving your place and you're such a light in my life and I'm like whoa 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 thank you for the compliment but I can't get the, take the credit for this light like this is Jesus in yeah. me that shines out that this is what you notice in me that's him you know that's the love that just goes through me I'm just a filter <coughs> you know I'm not any better than you and so and, and this is in your home so yeah. it, it, in a sense it goes so in a sense it goes from the street the bar the where the, you're, you said you met people at dance class, at all these things, you you meet them there, and then in a sense they end up at your house. Yeah. And so that's like also an establishing a place of, of ministry, that you were saying you pray and ask ask the Holy Spirit to be there and, and that they would open up, and so the area that would come after this. So we talk about evangelism, discipleship, 
than multiplication. So this would be an area where you say, you challenge these people to grow. And then you say, now it's your turn to share the gospel. Like, do you feel like you're at that place? Or do you feel like this is still a way off? I feel this is coming. Okay. It's, it's coming soon right now. I'm kind of finding these people in my life that are ready, you know, yeah. are ready to receive Jesus, who are ready to to make the next step and be like, okay, the light that you have, I want it. Yeah, yeah. And I want to have a place for them where they can go. Okay, okay, you have now Jesus in your life. What do you do now? Where do you go? You know, is is there a church you you feel like okay, this is this is the place where I want to send them. And so right now is the time when I'm making these connections, getting to know people. I, I feel it's very important here to build friendship, to build relationship, that trust. Mm -hmm. So, but I feel it's coming. Yeah. It's coming soon that they are going to step out and, and they're going to be the ones going to going to the darkest places you know praying yeah. for people on the street is there any good like um where you would say man this this happened this was god like there's no argument is there any stuff like that that's happened i mean with people like in particular not necessarily like i mean you know what i mean like yeah. say like you you met somebody and you're like dude i just I, I prayed for them and they were going through this and god just touched them yeah i have a friend my i have a friend who on the first day we met he asked me what do I like to do? I said, I love painting. And he asked me, hey, can I, can you paint me a picture? And I kind of rolled my eyes. Like, I don't usually paint people paintings when they ask me. I just do when the Holy Spirit leads me because I, I kind of paint them prophetically, whatever God shows me, I put it on the, on the canvas. Okay. So this guy asked me this and I just closed my eyes and I saw a picture in my, in my mind and I painted it. And so I gave it to him as his birthday present and share what it is. I, I just saw, I saw walls coming down and saw his heart beating like Jesus and all these gifts that's in him coming to life and him operating in them. And this guy is not a Christian. At all? Not at all. He's open to spiritual things. Okay. But he doesn't know that there's only one way and that's right. Jesus Christ and that's the only way to God. And this guy is tearing up and, and he has this picture in his home. Friends come and visit him and say, what is this painting? And he, he tells them about it and it touches other people's hearts. Wow. So that's one of the stories where I'm like, yes, you know, if this is my gifting, God use it. You know, through canvas and through paint. Yeah. So what about, you don't, you don't play music? No. Do you sing? No, only in shower. That's huh. all. <laughs> You're like the only Estonian I know that doesn't yes. sing. <laughs> One. So okay, um, in the in the other areas, so there's evangelism, discipleship, multiplication. Um, what are what are some of these areas though? Back in Estonia, that you feel like, man, I wish I could see more of that in my home country. I wish that I would see more discipleship. Discipleship. That you know these. Now, do you mean that as like in the churches? Do you mean that like in your family? Like, like what do you mean? I would say there's potential in the church that mothers and fathers look after the the younger ones. That, you yeah. Know, that they are 
their ceiling will become my generation's floor, you know, yeah. that, that will be in balance, like it's in family. We need moms and dads who guide us. The same in, in, in spiritual life, we need that. Yeah. We, we desperately, we need them. My generation needs it. And I see there could be more, more of this, more encouragement, like, hey, you know Jesus, now go grab a hold of these younger ones and help them to grow. Yeah. I feel that there needs to be more encouragement. Okay, you are capable of doing this. Maybe there's there's lack of confidence yeah, to be. Because there's, there's huge potential in the church. So you see it kind of like... Uh, uh, one of the descriptions was a sleeping giant where, where there's the potential that's that's there and it's huge, but it's kind of like, it's just not awake yet. Yeah, you need to be called out. Yeah. Uh, what about, do you, do you still talk to any of your uh, friends in churches in Tallinn? Yes, I do. I mean... Do you challenge them into discipleship, into areas of, like, ministry? Not so much, I would say. So I think it, now that we're talking about it, there could be more of this. Okay. What about... Um, If there was, how would you describe your vision for what you would like to see God do in Sofia, Bulgaria, through you personally? Meaning, like, like I have this vision that I hope to see this come to pass in this city. I want to see two worshipers gathering together and worshiping and praying in spirit and in truth. And this is one of the things that Lord put me on my heart to start having like worship and prayer nights at home where people can come together and just release things, worship together and be free who they are, you know, without any any specific agenda. Just take your instrument, come as you are. You don't need to be perfect, you know, you don't need to you can Sinners, everyone can come because I know that God can change them in His Spirit. Yeah. His presence is what brings freedom. His His presence is what breaks them off from their old lifestyle and sin, and brought them, brings them to holiness. And the other thing I would like to see, I'm I'm an artist. I love to paint, and I want to see creativity being released in this country because I feel this is something that's been kind of like pushed down okay and and people are people need encouragement to release the creativity what's in in them just call it out yeah and brought it back to life because I feel it's hidden but I know it's in inside of them so I love to paint and I want to encourage and teach others to do that too because I know one thing how church worships is music you know as you said a lot of Estonians they sing yeah <laughs> and play instruments but there's a lot of, there's a lot of creativity which can be released through paint and through different arts and one for me is is creativity through through painting and drawing what about your your personal disciplines like like do you um, for myself, like I read my Bible, I read a, like a devotional, I, I pray daily. Um, is there are there disciplines in your life that you would say like, man, I have to do this every day? Yes, I would say prayer. 
right. talking to God. You know, I talk to Him. Not on a set time. That every morning at eight o'clock, I have a conversation. No, it's throughout the day. You know, as okay. as I'm walking, as I'm as I'm going to work, I have a hard decision to do at work. Okay, Jesus, help me. You so know? you pray twenty four hours a day. I talk to him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I start my mornings with him. I feel this is kind of a heavy place for me spiritually. Yes. So I need it. You know, this is the bread. You know, like as you, people need coffee in the morning. I need to start the day with him, reading my Bible and just declaring this day to him that he he's leading my day, he's guiding my day. And that's that's my morning coffee, you know. I need it. What would you say to uh, if there's other Estonians? Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, young single women in Tallinn and in Estonia. Um, last I recall, I think it was a, a ratio of five to one, of five five girls to every one guy in the country. That's the last I recall. I'm not sure if that's still accurate, but um, what would you what would you say to them? Like, what would you say to these young single women who say, like, I want to do something for God? Like, like, what would you say? I would say, get out of the boat and start walking. You know, like like Jesus did. Get out. Take the step in faith. Don't wait for someone to start pulling you, you know. If you want to do something, you have to be the one doing it. Yeah. And, and be bold and know that God is with you all the time. And there's... Every every person's journey is different. Yeah. And we shouldn't be comparing ourselves with everyone else. We have our own destiny. And just ask God, hey... What is my destiny? What have you called me to do? Even if it looks ridiculously impossible, uh, with him, everything is possible. Yeah, yeah. I never thought that I'm 26 years old and I live in Sofia, Bulgaria. But I said yes to God and he made a way. Yeah. And I would, would not never change it for anything else. I, I love my... Uh, I love my story. I love. I love my rough start, but this this has brought so much glory to God and through my testimony, it, it's touching so many people's lives, and it's unique. Now, now, would you be angry if an Estonian girl called you and would be like, "Hey, man, God has called me to go to San Francisco, California"? <laughs> I say, go, go. I'm coming after it, but I have a, I have a duty here yeah. let me finish it up here because yeah. I want to see I want to see this country being on fire for Jesus yeah like I want to see these worshipers gathering I see I want to see freedom yeah being released because I know it's in here but it has to be called out okay so this has been good thank you Hannah Lise for being on this podcast and if you just want to give a shout out to anybody or yes. say hi to your thank friends thank you Gabriel for having me here it's been a pleasure I'm sending my greetings to all my Estonian friends and to everyone else. Uh, I just want to encourage you, keep the fire going no matter what the situation is. If you're going through a hard time, it's just a season, you know, this is not your destination. It's something you go through and just keep on going and don't never give up because God never gives up on you. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Please like, share, and subscribe.